we're here talking about uh, what happened at uh, the Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest uh, this weekend. I guess Friday. That's technically the weekend. Uh, I'm Brian Kilby. With me, we have Rob Clay, John DeLuna. Actually, John's not technically here. He's muted and listening. But now uh, that you've named him, he'll have to participate. He'll have to so say well something. done. Yes, I know. Uh, Chris and Don. So, fun day. What do you guys think in general? Like, but without getting in, into details, was this like a satisfactory replacement for for Botcon as best as we can do it? I guess. I mean, you mean Toy Fair? Toy Fair or Botcon? Toycon. Well, it's certainly Bot not Fair. a replacement for Botcon. Bot and Fair. I don't really think it was like particularly adequate as a Toy Fair replacement. It was like several Fan First Fridays stacked on top of each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm pleased with what we saw as far as the the energy kind of. Now I'm not talking about the crap Thursday night because apparently that was not a even that was not even a thing really from what um, you and others were saying. But uh, as far as the information we, saw, it was nice seeing the detailed information that we got. But was anything really a surprise other than yes. the? Well, I mean, there were, the, yeah, there were a few. Yeah, there were yeah, a few. I mean, a couple. The big thing we're gonna talk that you're gonna talk about, Brian, probably. Yeah, actually, let's jump in real quick and uh, talk about a couple of the things that uh, sort of led up to this. So, uh, we did have the 21 and up uh, premium member, which apparently you could get in without being a premium member, uh, uh-huh. Mixer, which I they didn't really tell you much about what it was going to be. What it ended up being was like a live stream with a really horrible chat interface attached to it. That they and kept the cutting off. That be turned off half the time, or uh, more than half the time. And by the time it was moderated, uh, nothing I put into it was let through, and nothing I actually put into it was that bad. Uh, I did put in um, when they they so they were giving away a uh, Sentinel, the Haslab Sentinel, and uh, you had to put in like hashtag, give me a Sentinel, and I put in like hashtag, give me a Sentinel, please and thank you and love you forever. That's what I <laughs> just sort of my little friendly note. And of course they didn't didn't put that through. Um, I asked questions about for Don, are we getting a Jack of Hearts? Are we getting a Spider Girl? Are we getting this stuff? And none of that went through. Then they basically just blanket said, "Shut up and wait for your favorite character." Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we we got a good Spider Girl not long ago, so I'm happy with that. Wait, did it's we? Just, yeah. When? Yeah, yeah. There was. Uh, what wave was she in? Do I, I not have look this? It up. I know we got we got a Spider Girl Marvel Legends figure. I, I can't remember the wave she was in or the build. Oh, it was the it was some weird character that I've never bought. Hang on, I'll look it up. It, it's while not. You're it's, it's, it's it's not that important, I guess. Well, it's gonna bug me now. Yeah, um, yeah. So I need to go back and figure out why I don't have this, or I, have I just forgotten it? So it could be. The- but yeah, so um, they didn't really tell us what was actually going to be there. If I'd known there was no Transformers content, uh, I would have not wasted two hours of my time. But Brian, the Cybertronic Spree. You know, um, I I think Cybertronic Spree is it's a good gimmick. They're they're an indie band. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty good indie band. They they but they their sound is a lot like the sound of a lot of indie bands, uh, which you know there's some I'm a big fan of. But their gimmick is they you know play Transformers music, but they didn't play any Transformers music at this event. Yeah, that was that was a little awkward. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Well, they're a band, so I'm guessing their sound is the sound of music. So. Okay, so uh, yeah, it was that was a little weird. Um, you know, I, I don't. I, I I know lots of people who love them. I would I would definitely go see them live. Uh, they were supposed to be back in 2020 in a couple of uh, locations near me. I was planning on going. Um, yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, they did. Yeah, COVID happened. Um, but yeah, so there was a Cybertronic spree. Is that what they ended on? I think. Uh, yeah, there, basically. There was a Marvel Legends. Was there something before the Marvel Legends panel? I think there was. I, I don't know. I, w- I didn't get back home until then. But there was a Marvel Legends panel that was pretty good until they invited the special guest, and I had no idea who this dude was. Apparently, he is a performer on the band the Black Eyed Peas. So he's not Willem, or whatever his name is, or Fergie. No, Kim says uh, Kim says it's Will I Am, not Willem. Sorry. And... uh. He's, he's one of the other ones, so I had no idea who he was, and he just rambled for like 45 minutes. It was the one of the worst things I've ever had to sit through. I mean, it's not He the, was really happy to be there. He was happy to be there, but my, my problem is, is it was, you know, I was expecting the conversation to go somewhere, and it was like being stuck on the bus, listening to two people that you don't know have a conversation, and there's nothing to drown it out with. And I just kept waiting for something and something and something and something and something to come from it, and it was nothing at all. Nothing at all. You know, he talked about his surviving cancer, which is great. I'm glad he did. You know, that's awesome. You can't take that away from him. But, you know, if I don't know you and you can't really tie that to something I'm interested in hearing about, I don't, you don't, I, I can't really say you have much of a point. It doesn't particularly fit with the theme of the event, for sure. Yeah, he showed off his battle core snake eyes that had a Jim Mint card and an extremely too white uh, original jet fire. But of course, the guy's rich, so you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought the same thing when I saw that picture. Was like that is a very very pristine jet fire. Yeah, but he's he's fabulously wealthy, so he can he can afford to have the best. Um, but he said he held had all his stuff in storage. And I'm like, dude, you can you can afford to get a house that's got 2,000 more square feet than what you have now. Just do that and put your toys there. But alas, he has it in storage somewhere. Yeah, but I just, you know, that was... I, I, I We're talking a lot about it, but I just cannot overstate how painful that was. That really, that really set the tone for the whole week or whole weekend. And, and besides that, like, there's just the, the systemic failure of, like... The Thursday event was supposed to be the incentive for people to pay their $50 and get premium to get exclusive access to that event when instead Hasbro Pulse apparently just sent out emails to their entire mailing list with links that work whether you're logged in or not. Yeah, I signed back up for Pulse Premium just for that, pretty much, honestly, not going to lie. And yeah, that was was not worth it. (laughs) Not worth it. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but you know, the event on Friday was a lot better. Uh, it was you know, not without its not without some issues, um, you know, like Fortnite and stuff like that. I mean, there are people who care about that stuff, but I'm not one of them. Uh, basically, it was laid out. They talked about uh, Fortnite, um, Transformers, then what Power Rangers? Yeah, I think Power Rangers, GI Joe. Marvel, and I think they ended on Marvel, Star, Star Wars. Wars. So I only watched part of it. Uh, I was actually, uh, so I, th- I mentioned this on the last RFC, but I was invited to be part of this fan reaction thing that uh, they were putting together. And it was it was, it was was kind of fun because I got a chance to hang out with some you know friends like, you know, Monzo and Ant and folks like that um, on a Ant. Zoom call. Oh, what? Poor Ant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, it the, was, the host of the interstitial segments kept standing in front of his square. Yeah. 
So we got to be on. We got to be on the. We got to be on the stream uh, silently, uh, pretending to be excited. Not that we weren't excited, but we were told to uh, show a lot of excitement <laughs> through motion. That are like being overly, you know, dramatic is better than being, you know, not dramatic enough. So I hammed it up. Uh, but yeah, basically we just sat there and watched the video through the Zoom call. And then when we were called on, we just had to act excited. Then there was some guy, never heard of him before, don't know that he's a, if he's even a Transformers fan. He was the one who was reacting to the, uh, uh, in, in interacting with the host. Uh, apparently he's a he's an editor at IGN. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, I guess he was paid to be there. That's <laughs> what it sounds like, so. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but that was basically the format that followed. They did the same thing for the the other brands, um, but yeah. So the the event itself, it was neat, but it was basically several fan first Fridays stacked on top of each other. You know, I was talking to people on Twitter and basically came to the same conclusion. Like this is, it's not a toy fair. It just is the kind of presentations you would get spaced out through the year, but all at once. But I guess getting into the 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 meat of what we saw with Transformers, um, they did reference leaks, which I was surprised by. It's not the first time they've done that. Right. But they were just very, very open that some of the stuff had been leaked before. Um, and that um, happened with open Marvel, Open is too. one word. I would say annoyed is another one, and they're yeah. just, like, finally starting to let that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we saw, you know, we saw the stuff that we've seen before, and some new things. We saw, of course, Galvatron, which w- they showed off on well, IGN this past week. Scorponok. Um, what was the other one from that release? Um, the Ark. The Ark, yeah. Uh, we actually got to see the Ark in Mark's hand. Uh, it's so we, big. It's big. It looks great, like, too. I don't, I don't know how large a Mark is for, like, you know, mm. absolute comparative value, but, like, in terms of comparison against, like, the average idea of what a human size is, which I have a vague understanding <laughs> of, um, the, the Ark does seem pretty big in ship mode, which I'm very satisfied to see. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very excited by it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, I was... Uh, originally, uh, s- slightly skeptical about you know I'm like eh, we don't need a we don't need a we don't need an arc but now that I see it in person not in person but how can you say we don't need an arc when it's like the big hole in Transformers toydom for the entirety of uh, okay we don't need a tra- I, I we didn't need a transforming arc well that's fine but I mean like you can ignore that it transformed if the arc is nice enough and this this one certainly is I would have been fine with the arc playset. That, you know, yeah, crack no, open. I mean, I agree, um, but not the Dark of the Moon one. No. Although, no. actually, like, you know, taking it as its own thing and ignoring that they called it the Ark, I mean, that's also still, like, fine as a ship and playset thing for um, what was at the time the Cyberverse line. Yeah. yeah. But but the, I digress. <clears throat> now, the one thing about the Ark is that now everyone's going to be asking, well, are we going to get a Nemesis? Are oh, no, people, get... people have been asking that since the day the arc was yeah. uh, rumored by the Inside Info crowd. Don, this is yeah. this is not going to be anything new. Oh, okay. I actually haven't seen any people asking about that. At least. Yeah, that's because you're smart and you stay away from a lot of the fandom. Well, no, no, it's just just a lot to sift through and not a lot of time to do it. Uh, yeah, but the, of the things that we saw, that was that was pretty much it. Was there anything new with the arc that we learned about? Yes. Uh, and I documented that in the uh, RFC News blog post, which is tfradio.net slash news. Um, probably should have made like a convenient short link for that, but I didn't think of it at the time. 
Uh, let's see. Where is the arc? Okay, so basically we learned more about um, the mainframe-looking Teletran 1 robot, uh, more than we learned anything else. So we got to see the backside of the Teletran 1 unit, uh, and while it's basically like, you know, flat panel with a robot torso in the middle of it, like you'd probably expect just to look at the robot itself, um, there's, there is stuff on the back of it. It uh, stores two golden discs. So the arc Which, comes with the uh, Voyager golden disc and the Vok alien disc. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a neat extra. It's, a, I mean, Beast Wars is part of the setting, so like it makes sense in that context. It's just it feels a little bit weird to have that come with the arc and the arc not really have any apparent interactivity with it other than to tack them onto the back of Teletran One. But maybe that's where Teletran One's um, vinyl disc drive is. <clears throat> Uh, also, um, we basically put this together through um, seeing the back panel of the of the arc's box and um, one of Mark's uh, frames of holding it up on the video. Um, so it can fold, mainframe can fold over, the Teltran 1 robot is called mainframe, uh, it doesn't just look like mainframe. So it can fold over into kind of a box-ish thing, sort of. And the top half of it is basically a little miniature model of the Ark's bridge that the slug figures like the Optimus it comes with can tab into, and you can basically have them manning their stations on the ship. Oh, nice. Admittedly, outside of the ship, because I'm pretty sure you have to have that unit completely removed to have it configured that way. That's right. They also showed off uh, Rodimus Prime. Mm-hmm. So we, we, which of course we had seen yeah. somewhat before through Takaratomi. But one thing that I caught new that I didn't catch before, it may have been out there, but it will connect with Omega Supreme. Yeah, it's got the same ramp system, which I think, I think you could see that in some of the older images. But you know, it's good that they called it out in particular. Yeah. And I was, I was amused. Mark called that the Omega Joint. I, I I didn't know what in the heck he was talking about. So I didn't either until he pulled the ramp out, and you know specifically said he was talking about the connector on there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so a couple of new things that uh, we, we saw. We did get to see, um, I'll just do it in order, Chris, that you have it on uh, tfradio.net slash news. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Yeah, Rhinox. Uh, Rhinox looks good. I don't love it, but it looks good. It. Yeah, there's something about it that's just not working quite right for me, and I'm not sure what exactly. I think for me, it's the the whole idea. It one the robot mode is a little the the likeness is a little off. Yeah. But the fact that they're going with this whole realistic animal mode versus the way they looked in the show that for Rhinox, there's so much care. He has so much character in Beast mode for for me anyway that um I don't know. It just it just really I, I think it hurts him more than it hurts say like an Ares or somebody like that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think part of it too, like, obviously this is a completely newly designed toy, but like looking at a lot of it looks like what I remember the 2014 Rhinox looking like. And I never liked how that felt. Yeah, you weren't either. a big fan of that. Yeah. No. Or, or Rat Trap. Hope, hope, well, with Rat Trap, it's, you know, objectively justified. But um, <laughs> hopefully, you know, Rhinox will be more impressive in hand, like with the actual experience of handling the toy and the. It just doesn't, you know, photograph well. Uh, we saw tracks, which people seem to love. 
yeah, Trax looks pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward because it's weird that uh, we're getting this Kingdom tracks, and then we're also getting a reported Red Series tracks. So uh, that's that interesting character to be getting multiples of, even if it's across two different lines. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I just I want recolors of this. Yeah. Yeah. Road Rage. And I'm loud pedal. Loud pedal. Yeah. Yellow tracks from alternators. Oh yeah, the the thing that really struck me with this though, like it's doing the same thing Studio Series eighty six Jazz did, where like it's just being this yeah this this looks like what you think it looks like, and we're just not gonna like tell anybody that that was the intent. Like this is unmistakably a Corvette, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they didn't say anything about licensing. And since Jazz was such a Porsche with no licensing, I'm assuming this is just trying to skate by the same way. So we'll see how that ends up working out next. Um, Trax does have the flight mode, which, um, I mean, it's there and, you know, is affected as well as on the G1 toy, except the G1 toy had fewer joints. So the arms with the wings on them didn't hang out so um, far and spaced from the body like this does. It doesn't exactly look... um, Unified. Yeah, I'm. I'm really hoping there's a lot of mistransformation there because I mean, Trax's flight mode is like the precursor to like the Transmetal's vehicle mode, and it's there, and it's not going to be anybody's. Dip, you know, unless you got a flight stand you want to put them on, but I'm really hoping that can be tightened up some because it's just. Why are we surprised that it was there? Oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm not surprised it no, was but there. Mark, but Mark, Mark made a big point of uh, showing saying that it was that it was there, like. We wouldn't expect that. No, I think he made a point of saying that it was there because we would expect it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to verify that, you know, the basic functionality of tracks that we would expect gotcha, uh, okay. an update to have. Yeah, cool. it, it looks really good. I'm looking forward to it. And, um, you know, for a while we had speculated that they might have um, been planning the Battle Charger mold for a later reuse as tracks, but tracks looks to be entirely... A new mold. Yeah, it looks great. We've been yeah. joined by a wild Matt in the last minute. Why? So, hey, Matt. So, what did you think Matt, about tracks, Matt? About- I think he looks absolutely amazing, and I'm hoping uh, they they pull like a cord and spin out release with this and yep. give us a road rage and loud pedal. Yep. So, Matt, what do you think of um, Rhinox? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think I saved a lot of money on pre-orders yesterday. Hmm. So. Another couple things that popped up. Uh, did we know about Dracodon? Um, in abstract. So also, you skipped over the deluxe fossilizer. Oh well, I was just going. Yeah, I. I don't know you said first you were going in order. Of well, I was, how go- you were I was going by. Your, I was going by uh, order the way that I saw up. the links on tfrd.net slash news. Oh, okay. And I thought that I thought those were anchored links to like the to like the. No, item. those those are our affiliated yeah. links. Yeah, sorry. So then I'm like, oh wait, that's not what it is. <laughs> Tried to, I tried to uh, readjust. So, uh, yeah, so uh, the Deluxe Fossilizer, which is... Was that Wing, Wing Finger? Wing Finger. And so Wing Finger is, what, a pterodon? Yeah, a pterosaur of some kind. Um, and what I didn't exactly get is there... I don't, he only showed one, like, joint, or what? <laughs> Mark joint, huh? He only showed one kind of joint for wing finger i'm assuming there are more so wing finger is what going to be like the hub of like the fossilizer combiner is that how it works 
Well, the combiner he showed was just, you know, his own creation. I don't think it's an official combiner. Is it not? Okay. Oh, that's sad. But, I mean, you've seen what people are doing with, like, multiples of uh, Paleo Treks and... Yeah, I just, uh, I just thought... So, uh, like, and again, I was... He when I when I was watching this, it was like in a uh, in a window, and I had other people talking over it. So uh, I thought he was making a point that there was some sort of special joint that Wingfinger had that that allowed the the combining piece. So that, I think that was kind of the gist what everybody on the call was thinking too is that there was an official combiner of this. So again, if that's not if that's not what was that if that's not what was intended, uh, it's just like that was wasn't clear when uh, we were watching that from the fan room, right. Yeah, I mean, I, it seems like just a standard deluxe fossilizer otherwise. Although, like, it's obviously looking a little on the skinny side. I'm kind of, you know, worried about if it's going to measure up mass-wise with the others. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I've seen it compared to, uh, like, Transformers animated swoop with that really slim yeah. body design. Yeah. yeah. Although, looking at um, the picture with Wheeljack equipped with the wing finger parts, like... Wingfinger might just be big and skinny. It's possible. Yeah. Also, one of the configurations is apparently a pickaxe using the pterosaur's head as the the blade. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Was there any anything else retail that they showed off? Oh yeah, uh, Soundwave and Dracodon. So uh, they're not the not, core class figures. The core class figures. They're not pre-orders to those. So uh, Dracodon is uh, vertebrae, but in this in green, in beautiful green. I love the colors. It's weird and yeah, it, great. It's a weird color for a skeleton, but, you know. It's like a radioactive skeleton. I guess, yeah. Uh, but Soundwave, so did we see? Did we come across a leak or anything for Soundwave? Because we I knew, was, We knew Core Class Soundwave was going to be a thing, uh, but there had been no visualization so far. Oh, my God. It looks so great. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's easy to turn anything into a box. I mean. Yeah, but he's, he's it's a manual uh Eject, but manual he has, transmission, yeah, yeah, <laughs> manual transmission. Uh, but uh, he has a uh, a laser beak, I guess. Um, yeah, a laser beak colored cassette. It doesn't transform. doesn't transform. But I was just just blown away by the the likeness. I love the core class. I love the core class so much. Yeah, they're good little toys. <laughs> yeah. So there's some pulse exclusives that were uh, shown off. Um, one was basically a follow-up to that Centurion set with the um, accessory pack from last year. This one is Tricranius? Tri- was that what they said? Something like that? Yeah. What it looks like. It's a Ractonite. Is it... Did they it's retool? Ractonite retooled into a Triceratops. Right, yeah. So, and like there's... If I remember seeing it right, there's like... Uh, do the horns pop off and they can be replaced uh, with... Blast effects. Blast effects, or they go over the horns. Either way, it looks awesome. Yeah. So the um, on um, Ractonite, the top two, the largest <laughs> horns on its frill also are removable on five millimeter pegs. So you could theoretically do the same thing with that. The color scheme on this is interesting. It's kind of it's it's almost like I don't know. It's like it's burning. Uh, so the colors on this are similar to from um, 2001 Robots in Disguise, the Bruticus Cerberus toy, which was a holdover from Beast Machines, but that's another episode. Um, it's also <clears> kind of similar to the Animorphs Tri-Rex. Yeah. But yeah, like the the way the uh, deco is executed, it, it looks like it's scorched bones in places and also in other places like they're glowing hot, which um, 
being randomly mixed together like they are doesn't make a lot of sense, but it certainly is striking looking. Yeah, like so, like the green, like how the the plastic. Uh, it looks like it's done within uh, an individual piece. There's like a gradient from like one color to the other. It's it gives me basically the the mental image of like one of those Astro Pop suckers that are multicolored. So that's just kind of how I would describe it. Uh, it looks really nice. The colors I want are different. Some cherry and orange candy. Yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, the thing though that. Um, Really surprised me as far as like the the pulse exclusives go, uh, the shattered glass stuff, and the fact that there's a shattered glass blur that I absolutely love. I never expected that. I love the packaging. That's, oh my god, it looks so great. That that really. I mean, it's like because I saw the picture of the robot first. I thought, well, yeah, that's shattered glass blur. But then I saw the packaging. It was like, I've got to have that. I'm certainly glad you guys like that. I love it. There's gonna be five. I think five of them. Uh, we'll see how they turn out, but like I don't give a crap about shattered glass. I I've made that abundantly clear, but I just love the way that it looks. I love the packaging. I just think in general it it just looks really good. I certainly don't need to buy this blur. <laughs> well, I don't need to buy it, but I'm going to. Well, when I say I don't need to buy it, it means I'm not going to buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Same. Uh, okay, but the I guess the the big surprise, and I got this spoiled on Thursday when I logged in to do the fan room test. Uh, they showed this off. It is the uh, Robosan uh, collaboration with Hasbro. It is a big, transforming, self-transforming, programmable Optimus Prime toy that is based on that Robosan T9 that I got last year, a little over a year ago. Um, the thing that, uh, if you go back and listen to RFC, I think 650, I go into detail on this. Um, there was a, the, the prototype for the T9 showed up on the internet, uh, it looked like Optimus Prime. It transformed, and it that you know, like the video went viral. Um, the actual production toy looked nothing like it. It wasn't Optimus Prime at all. It was like <laughs> some generic robot. Uh, but I ended up trying to buy one anyway from China for fifty bucks, and I ended up getting this crappy knockoff transforming Optimus Prime from the movie. Who could have guessed? Yeah, I mean, I knew it was, I knew it wasn't going to be the thing. I was mostly curious, um, uh, but I ended up getting the T nine. Uh, when I found out what it was, uh, out of curiosity, and I subsequently sold it. I do not regret that sale. Uh, but it looks like Robosan has teamed up with teamed up with Hasbro, and they are uh, producing the same kind of robot, but it is it is Optimus Prime. It it looks it actually looks a lot better than the prototype. It's much more refined. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deco on it looks really good. It has like um, a custom box that it goes into, and it is like $100 more than the Robosan uh, base T9 unit. So it's $700. I mean, understanding the technology that goes into this and that it's 19 inches tall, like, the price makes sense for this category of toy. That being said, though, ow. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it it is a it is a uh, it, it it's an educational toy, which is kind of the gist of what the Robosan was. I don't I think that's lost somewhat in this marketing because it's being presented as a, and it, it it is a high end Optimus Prime toy, but the framework that it's based on is an educational toy, and it retains all of that programmable stuff where you can program it to like do things and respond to commands. Um, it's got. 
oh, I don't want to I don't want to cite how many servos and stuff that it has, but it it is highly intricate and highly complex. Yeah, it, I mean, like in terms of the complete build, not just like the motors in it. There's supposed to be five thousand components in this. Yeah, as far as a collectible goes, the one concern that I have is that it does have a battery inside of it. And, you know, those tend to go over over time. So if this is on my shelf, if I, you know, 20 years from now, you know, will I still be able to do a thing with it? Will it hold a charge for more than 30 seconds? Probably not. Well, I think you'll have, like, other concerns, too, because, like, you need a smart device to run the app, and the app's not going to be compatible with the operating systems on smart devices in the future, you know, in, uh, in probably a not. large in a large span of time. If I if I if I want to contr- yeah. if I want to control it with the uh, or if I want to program for it, but if you just don't want to do the voice commands, I mean the voice commands will work forever. I, I think a lot of people are going to get it and probably be kind of disappointed with it. They're going to be blown away by what it does for about thirty seconds, and then once they are amazed that it does all these things on its own, if you don't delve into like the programming stuff, it's it's kind of going to become a brick, a seven hundred dollar brick. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. We all personally know at least a couple people who are obligated to buy this just because it's Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And for them, like, you know, that $700 you're going to spend, well, even if it's just in a shelf with 500 other Optimus Primes, it's going to serve its purpose. But I think outside of that particular subset, the people who would be willing to spend $700 on this understand what it is and what to expect out of it and what to bring to it themselves. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be the kind of people that want a complex robot toy that they can actually do stuff with more than they want a, a display piece or something to manually play with. Yeah, it. I, I see a lot of people complaining, how, you know, it, it transforms itself, why do I want that? Well, you probably don't, but there are people out there <laughs> that would love to tinker with it. Yeah, if you're asking that question or presenting that rhetorical scenario, yeah, you've already answered that it's not a thing for you. It's it's very expensive for what it is, but there is a, so much, you know, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's a ripoff because it's not because the cost of what goes into it is 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 immense. I I like I don't know what the margin is on this thing, but if, you know, you have to A, want an Optimus Prime, B, you have to want to tinker, and C, you have to be willing to drop $700 on a toy to get this thing. You can get programmable toys for 30 or $40. You can get an Optimus Prime for 10 bucks. You know, it, like there's a Venn diagram of people who want all of those things, and they hardly cross over. So I can't imagine this thing's actually going to sell that well. I think it will sell to RoboSense expectations, honestly. Because this yeah. is their field, because this is their field, and they know, I think, their market segment <laughs> and how to aim for it. Yeah, you know, I don't think this is something where there's going to be like fifteen thousand of them produced and sitting in a warehouse for twenty years because only you know one hundred and fifty people bought them. I think this will sell better than say like the Ultra Metal Optimus, something like that. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, yeah but it's not going to sell as well as say a masterpiece. It's going to be. It's, be a yeah, it's, completely, it's completely different market segments. Yeah, even like MP44. Yeah, yeah like it's not going to sell nearly as well as say even MP44, which is only this is only a couple hundred dollars more than that. I think the thing is that, uh, especially with the comparison to the Ultimetal, is that the Ultimetal is going to sell to a small subset of us, 
And the this is going to sell to an even, even smaller subset of us, but it's also going to sell to people outside. You are of exactly right. The collectors we uh, we normally encounter. You're exactly right. And yeah, it's 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 uh, frankly it's not a toy. It's it's something else it, entirely. It, it is a toy, just of a different sort than what we conceptualize typically. It's a yeah. toy uh, the same way that. Um, the two hundred and three hundred dollar drones that you know were being sold at Toys R Us before Toys R Us went under were toys. It, yeah, it's probably better if I say it's a toy, but it's not really an action figure. Correct. And then, I mean, there's also the point that I've seen brought up too, which is like you know, well, they can sell this for seven hundred dollars just at you know, quote unquote retail. You know, why couldn't they do that with Unicron and like they're not again, selling this is, yeah, that's exactly right. This is a licensed, licensed product. product. RoboSend is manufacturing and taking on essentially all of the risk. Hasbro is just putting their stamp on and it. And Hasbro is getting a check and putting their stamp on it. Well, yeah, but I mean, a check is anti-risk for Hasbro. Unless, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Unless the check bounces. Yeah. But I, I think that's unlikely. Yeah. Um, plus, I mean, to a much lesser extent, too, there's there's more character recognition with Optimus Prime than Unicron. I mean, that's just oh, immensely more a flat out reality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about the event or what we saw? Anything we failed to to cover? Oh, one thing important to bring up: uh, there was no Studio Series stuff shown, but um, in the interstitial period after the presentation ended. Um, one of the questions they answered from their social media messages was about whether there'd be more uh, Dinobots made. And they didn't answer that directly, but they did say to watch for a Transformers Fan First Friday coming in May. So Yay. probably that will be our studio series update that we didn't get uh, this weekend. Nice. Cool. Great. Um, all the stuff except for um, the core class figures went up for pre-order. So they are uh, everywhere, basically, at the point. Except for uh, Unicron, not Unicron, the Optimus. As far as I know, that's all. Although, as of as of the time we're recording this, uh, Pulse and Amazon had both sold through their initial quantities uh, yeah, right. of uh, Galvatron and Rodimus Prime. Yeah, people mm. were ticked off that the A, that the Pulse premium pre-orders sold out, and uh, B, yeah, people, of course, yeah. T- yeah. Yeah, I was, I was at work. When when all this went live, so again, even as, be, as yes, yep. yes, because it's a weekday in the middle of the day, so you know I had things to do. So even being a, a premium member, I was not able to get Rodimus Prime or the Ark. Yep, I, from yeah, Pulse. I, I, from I, Pulse, I, I got them from Big Bad Toy Store later in the day. Yeah, I, I, the, I took the, the Ark off. did come back in stock about two hours after it first sold through. But yeah, I mean, like you're absolutely right about middle of the day and not having enough allocation for all the Pulse premium members. Yeah. So I, got, I was able to get Galvatron, but not Rodimus and the Ark from from Pulse. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah, so that was the Pulse Fan Fest event. Uh, I just I just want to circle back to this for a second. Yeah, you took the day off work to make sure you'd be able to buy things. I know. <laughs> I mean, much. that's I don't I don't think that's necessarily a criticism of you. I, I think that is, as Matt is saying, a criticism of the process. So in, oh, yeah. It's, it's very much a failure so. of the process. Admittedly, I took, the, I'd taken, I took the day off weeks ago knowing this was coming so that I could live mm-hmm. tweet about it. That was, that that's was, fair. That was, the, that was the, the impetus behind taking the day off. 
I, I guess that's better. No, not really. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I, I want. I I, wanna... <laughs> go ahead. No, I was going to say I wanted to uh, live tweet and watch the whole thing because I was interested in the GI Joe and Transformer stuff at least. Then I was uh, invited to be on the thing, which kind of threw me off from the live tweeting part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it only occurred to me as after I had pre-ordered the stuff because I was pre-ordering it as it was being shown during the uh, during the event. You know, after all the stuff sold out, it, it only then it occurred to me. I'm glad that I took the day off because I wouldn't wouldn't be able to get this stuff if I hadn't. Mm-hmm. So I want to um, before we end pose an off topic. Uh, slightly off-topic question because it's still Hasbro product. Matt, what did you think of um, the Iron Man Marvel Legends that they revealed? Uh, I mean, I th- that 80th anniversary figure is really good, and I think we're getting, what, two more uses out of that? Which one's the 80th anniversary? Uh, the classic Iron Man armor, the one they're doing the oh, stealth the, the, off of. The black, yeah, the stealth version, okay. Yeah, the stealth version of that looks good. Um, modular armor. Iron Man, the nine, early 90s mm-hmm. Iron Man looks I really that. good. I, probably, that. I, I pre-ordered that. I, yeah, so the only things I pre-ordered on Pulse yesterday were that and the Fossilizer Blast Effect pack, which conveniently, the two of those got me over the free shipping threshold. Nice. Yeah. nice. I, and I'll, I'll probably pick, I, I think Ultron's in that wave too. I got so Ultron. Ultron. I, that's the Marvel Legends stuff I pre-ordered. Well, let's see, I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered that Ultron, and I think I pre-ordered one other thing, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but, but like just just as a solid assortment, like I don't need a whole Iron Man wave in my life. That's like it's it's a very pick and choose line. What they didn't show was the new uh, game reverse wave, which I don't need any of the figures of. But the build a figure is Mister Hyde, which I need oh. very much for my Masters of Evil. So you'll be uh, scouring eBay for that. Yes, yes, I will. So yeah. I have the I have the Toy Biz modular armor Iron Man from like what. 20 years ago now, probably. 15 probably. Or 20 it can't years ago. Um, be that long, can it? Okay, 15 maybe, but um, I mean, this thing's pretty old, which is kind of the point, like, this new one looks so much better in every measurable way. Yeah. Oh, yes. Proportions. It's shiny. Like, it just, it's the 90s Iron Man that I've always wanted to have, other than the telepresence unit, which hopefully they will you know, circle back and retool off of one of these others. I ended up also getting the Eye of Agamotto as a as a Christmas gift. Yeah, for somebody. I'll, I'll, prob- I'll probably pick that up. I'll probably pick that up for me. I mean, it's, it looks <laughs> awesome. It's 50 bucks, so it's not crazy like a lot of the yeah, other stuff. Yeah, that's not too bad. No. Yeah, no, considering it lights up and has a removable uh, Infinity Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Don, what did you think of the uh, holographic Iron Man? He's muted. Don's muted again. <laughs> I I could care less. The entire wave is a it's wash clear for plastic. Me. You love clear plastic. I like it when it's applied to characters that either it represents well from a from a from a certain situation, or it just makes the figure different than its regular release. I, that entire it's wave all is clear been, plastic, Don. That, yeah. That's very different from its regular release. Yeah, yeah but it's clear it, plastic. But it's an armor I care nothing about in those in that color. Okay, I mean. You know that that whole wave, and uh, if you don't mind, one more off-topic, uh, Matt. Right. How do you feel about going back to the Mighty Morphin well again? Well, I think Matt's probably happy uh, with the Metallics and getting his whole Zeo crystal. And at the end of this, yes, I absolutely bought uh, Metallic Armor Catherine <laughs> specifically because she comes with a tiny little Zeo crystal. 
<laughs> and these other four come with the other four subsections. So yes, I pre-ordered them all. Oh, I, I, I was... forgot all about the whole Zeo Crystal thing until I saw someone else outside of our group complaining about the Zeo Crystal thing, realizing they would have to buy all these metallic armor figures because they want that Zeo Crystal. <laughs> and, and red, red comes with still not a great likeness of the Steve Cardenas. Uh, the head, but much better than what we got with Zia Ranger 3. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I was really put out by that. It's like, again, it's, I posted this on Twitter a while ago. It's nostalgia. It's G1 for Power Rangers. It's sales. But all these teams that have little or no representation and we're going back to Mighty Morphin again, again. So it's just like. And, well, uh, I mean, on top of the, the Zeo Crystal, like I'll have my third Power Blaster now. <laughs> because I got one with a San Diego Comic-Con set and the one that built through all the standard releases, but this one will be sparkly. Which is funny because by the time of the show they got around to the metallic armor, they'd stopped using the power weapons. Oh, long before, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so basically it's just they're just sprinkling glitter dust on top of their other figures and sending them out the door that way. No, and I'm Don's face, Paul. <laughs> yeah, the the sparkly stuff is actually in the plastic dot. It's not just it's not just sprinkled well, on. Well, that's not so accurate then. Cool. I know. Okay. We'll see you, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Let's go back.